Can you believe it's almost 2023? Well, I'm here to help you finally break the cycle of poor resolution results and finally live a thriving and fulfilling life. This new year, I'm inviting you to make 2023 the year that you will step into your real purpose and become your best self, all while improving your health as you learn how to better manage stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. You're invited to join me and 18 other professional life coaches to the Design Live Thrive Summit on January 13th and 14th. Together, you'll get a better understanding of how life coaching strategies work to help you create a life you will thrive in. Your seat's completely free, and all you have to do is sign up today to start creating your best year ever. You'll go to coaching.debbyshadded.com backslash summit. The link will be in the show notes. If you had the privilege of attending the Design Live Thrive Summit this past weekend, you'll know from my presentation that I am a huge fan of somatic work. That using various approaches that involve the body and body work proves to be a supportive technique for any thought work, therapy, or coaching that we participate in. My conversation with Heather Carroll dives into her experience with breathwork and somatic techniques. Welcome to Gleanings, where we explore holistic approaches to reaching your true potential, mind, body, and soul. I'd love to hear about what drew you to the holistic health field and what your specialty areas are. Okay, so in the holistic health field, I am a holistic personal trainer and I do a lot with somatic work, um, somatic breath work and somatic movement after the breath work. Um, I work with holistic nutrition um, and various ways of getting rid of aches and pains and I use Reiki a lot. Um, I kind of do a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that a lot of the aches and pains have come from different traumas that have been stored up in the body? Yes. Most of the time that's where they're coming from. Um, And it's really amazing to see people break through that trauma or that block that memory even if they don't know what the memory is but to see them release something and then all of a sudden that ache or pain that's been there for a few years is gone when people first come to you do they often come with some hesitance or maybe some disbelief that this could actually work oh absolutely absolutely um it it takes quite a few times touch points with various people to get them to really understand that this can work and um, as they hear other people's stories that's more what convinces them rather than me saying oh yes it absolutely works you should try it you know (laughs) (laughs) so when your clients are going through these processes, what would you find to be a successful session? I believe that all sessions are successful 
whether it's noticeable in the session or they may notice it a couple of days later, like a feeling of lightness, a feeling of being able to actually feel emotions. Because a lot of times when they come, they think they're feeling emotions, but they're really not. Like they, they start to and then they put the wall up. You know, okay, I cried for five seconds. I'm good. And um, so when they can actually like feel and process things as they come, um, that's successful. What do you see as some of the top things that moms typically are out of balance with or the blockages or things that they throw up so that they can um shut out just to be able to continue to, you know, do mom stuff every day? A lot of it has to do with, as a mom, um, a lot of times we see ourselves in our children, right? So we see bits and pieces of ourselves and whether it's the exact opposite of the way we were or the way we wished we were, um, you know, I was a very quiet child. My youngest is not, and she she throws the tantrums I wish I could have thrown. But at the same time, you know what? That gets under my skin. <laughs> and so for moms, it's something we do. We throw up the block, like, okay, this isn't going to bother me. I'm okay. And we don't deal with our own issues that were from childhood, really, or growing up. And I mean... I'm in my 40s, you know, you you were taught to be a lady and cross your legs and dot your eyes and cross your T's and zip your lips. And so growing up that way, like now, um, a lot of us have had to deal with like, okay, we don't we don't have to be quiet as women. Um, so as they as they start to move through these these blocks that happened through childhood, through their 20s, as they're dealing with their own children, um, it's easier to just like put the wall. You mentioned Reiki. Do you find that doing that online, it has any challenges versus doing it in person? Um, not really. Um, it, it all still depends on whether the person is open, is truly open to it because you get some that believe like, oh, I'm open to it. And then you can tell the minute you start that they're not open to any of it. <laughs> so, um, but no, I do, I've done a lot of distance Reiki online. Um, and I use Reiki in my yoga and somatic movement and breath classes in person. I remember the first time I did Reiki and it was, you know, combined with a massage and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll try this, whatever it is. And didn't research it or anything, of course, ahead of time. And then she started doing it. And the next thing I know, I'm sobbing. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I've never cried in a massage before. And she's like, no, this is good. This is good. You got all this stuff. This is why your muscles are sore, you know, let it go. And then, you know, it, it took a little bit definitely to get into it. And then afterwards I was like, did I, did I like that session? I, I don't know, you know? And so I had to think about it, but then, you know, once I was like, oh, wow, I feel like 
the best massage ever just happened, like internally and out, you know, externally, like, and so definitely wanted to go back to that. <laughs> yes, yes. That's funny, because that's how I learned about Reiki was through a massage therapist that worked at my gym. And, um, and that's how I learned that, like, this was the energy I felt like I was projecting out to other people. He was like, hey, guess what? <laughs> like, <laughs> You might as well be doing this. That's, that's awesome. So I was wondering with the yoga that you include in your practices, do you have a favorite asana? Um, oh, that's a really hard question. <laughs> I, I have a couple that I really like. Um, I love child's pose just for the fact that it's just like such a pose of surrender and I really feel like being able to connect like that intuition with the earth's energy is very grounding, um, especially for somebody, for myself, like I am a way up high energy person. So to come down and ground that way is amazing. But um, I also love, um, of course, the name of the asana went right out of my head right now. And it's it's tortoise pose is what it translates to. Okay. Um, and it's really like you're on the ground and you've got your arms threaded underneath your knees and your legs are in like a seated um, wide-legged forward fold and you thread your arms under and it literally makes you look like your back is the turtle shell and then you've got the four legs coming out in your head. Um, but it's just, it's a very, it's not an easy pose, but it's a calming pose. So. I actually don't think I've tried that one. Ah. <laughs> um, so you also were saying that you use breath work as a somatic release technique. Yes. Do you have a variety of techniques uh, that you use for breath work or one that you prefer over others? No, I definitely use a variety of techniques. And the reason for that is that coming from a yogic background, that through yoga, like all the breath is in and out, is in through the nose. It can come out the nose or the mouth. And with the deeper breath work, a lot of times the inhale and exhale is just through the mouth but it really depends on the people or person that I'm working with, how deep to go with that breath work. Because some people, you can tell right off the bat, like they need to stay in through the nose and out through the mouth. If they go any deeper, it could be a traumatic response. So I really like to include a little bit of everything and then give them the option of, okay, you can take this through the nose, or if you feel ready, you can take it through the mouth. Um, and I also make sure that they know, like you can go as fast or as slow that listening to their body, their body's gonna tell them exactly what it needs and when it needs it. Um, so not to pay attention to my breath or anybody else's breath around them that it's definitely something that they need to tune into themselves with it's interesting when i first started doing yoga 
I was getting dizzy a lot. And I was asking the instructor, like, what is happening? And she said, well, pay more attention to your breath. Well, what I found I was doing was holding my breath the whole time. (laughs) And she was talking to me some about how that's a trauma response. And so after I did more thought work and, you know, worked on some things some more, then I realized like, oh, I do have more control of my breath and then how I feel and how heightened my anxiety is when I don't, you know, do some breath work. Yeah. And, um, it's what I was just at a school, like talking to teachers about breath work. And one of them said that like, they have the kids breathe in and hold their breath at the top as they're trying to calm them down. And I went, no, no, you're bringing their, their anxiety up. I said, try breathing out and holding, having them hold it empty. And so I heard back from one of them. Um, I did the workshop a couple of weeks ago and she's like, oh my God, what a difference. Mm-hmm. And I said, because when you breathe out and you hold at the base, like that's where you can calm yourself. But like that holding your breath in is like you said, it's a trauma response. So it heightens awareness and anxiety. And I think that without the training that you've had, that thinking like breathing it in towards your head, oh, we're giving your brain all this oxygen, but then realizing like, no, we need to be grounding ourselves more. Yes, yes. (laughs) And that's usually the problem. What would you say is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received is to just be absolutely open to anything and keep my head in the present moment. It's really easy to get behind us or ahead of us. And I actually, like my friend would tell me to write PM on my hand Mm -hmm. so that when I started to get behind or ahead of myself, I had present moment to look at, to know I needed to come back home. Oh, that's a really good one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is one of the biggest challenges that you face in your career? Um, in my career myself or in working with people? Um, either way, since you are a mom and doing the entrepreneurial journey or with your clients or what you see in your clients? So in, in my own journey, the biggest challenge I face is the balance. Like, um, because as an entrepreneur and I'm absolutely by myself, I don't have any help. So, um, trying to schedule things around when the kids are asleep or, really early in the morning or while they're in school. And sometimes that's not always possible. Sometimes something has to be scheduled while they're here. But I also try really hard to make sure that there is a balance. And I have my children are eight years apart, so they require totally different things. I have a first grader and a freshman in high school. Um, So really trying to balance it out that everybody gets attention and the business gets the attention it needs um and my clients get the attention they need with clients the biggest challenge that i face is 
um, self-sabotage. They get to a certain point and then it's like that, that old brain will kick back in. Oh no, 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 we're safe right here. We're not going any further with this. And like they disappear or they disappear for a couple of weeks and they realize what's going on and they come back. But I've had people who have gone into 12 week coaching containers and done like five or six weeks. And then you have, there's no answer. And unfortunately, like you can't chase them down <laughs> and be like, you deserve this. You deserve to finish this. Um, so it's probably the biggest challenge I face. And they do have to get to that point because if you chase them down, then it's your journey and not theirs. Exactly. Exactly. As much as I wish I could just like grab them and say, come on, you can do this. They have to decide it. Besides the self-sabotage, do you see other barriers or blockages that moms come to you with? Um, the biggest one is like the time management. That's always a huge thing. And that's why like a lot of the stuff I do, um, as far as like, I give them you know, one to three minutes of breath work to practice for the week, or my meditations are three to five minutes so that when they're sitting, waiting to pick the kids up from school, they can listen to it in the car. Or, you know, I try to make things as simple as possible for them because of the time management. And then the other biggest issue is that they, they feel lack of support at home. And that's a hard one because, you know, and that's when they have to learn to value themselves for themselves and not for what anybody else says, thinks, feels, does any of it. And that can be the hardest lesson that they have to learn during um, their time with all of this. But, um, the ones who get it, they do learn that lesson. They understand that their value comes from inside, that they are directly connected to source and that, um, you know, everything's made up of the same energy. I like that you include mind, body, and soul all together. Yeah. Do you have a favorite affirmation that you would like to leave with us? Um, the affirmation that I was given not long ago and it just says, I'm cherished, I cherish and uphold myself. And just simply that. <laughs> It's beautiful. Yeah. Something we all need to remember. Yeah, I think so. I was I was blessed by a friend who sent me that and I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I like that one. Especially as moms, I think we're really good at cherishing everybody else and then letting mm -hmm. them go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share with us before we part ways? Um, no, I don't think so. I just, I just hope that all moms out there take care of themselves and put themselves in the driver's seat because nobody else can do it but you. Well, we'll be sure to include all of your contact information in our show notes. Oh, and I really you. thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Remember, processed thoughts create desired results.